You're listening to the Sheepspot Podcast, a show for hand spinners about making yarns we love. Welcome to episode 10. I'm Sasha. I'm a spinner, spinning teacher, and dyer. And my fiber company, Sheepspot, offers diverse hand-dyed wool and the information and support you need to spin wool fiber into beautiful yarns. So today's episode is about spinning more consistent singles. And I've been thinking a lot these days about how one goes about spinning the most consistent singles possible. Uh, This is largely because I'm getting ready to teach a class on this very topic at my studio in a couple of weeks. If you're local and interested, there are still a few spots left, and you can find all the details at www.sheepspotstudio.com slash events. So what goes into spinning consistent singles? If you're a new spinner, you may be thinking that it will take you years of practice to spin a really even yarn. And of course, practice will help. But when you're, what you're focusing on when you're spinning can be as important as how much and how often you spin. And this episode is all about getting you focused on the aspects of your spinning that will make a big impact on your consistency in a really short time. And if you've been spinning longer and are still struggling with spinning an even yarn when you want to, this show will really help you refine your technique. One more thing before we dive in, I've made a cheat sheet to go with this episode that covers the key things I want you to bear in mind when you're spinning for consistency. So you can just listen and spin away without having to take notes. You can find a link to the cheat sheet at sheepspot.com slash podcast slash episode 10. It's completely free with a sign up to my email list. And if you're already on my list, no worries, there will be a down, download link for the cheat sheet in this week's email. So first off, if you want to work on spinning consistent singles, and that's an if, right? It may, this may not be something that you're striving for at all in your spinning. You may love more rustic yarns, and you may love the unevenness of hand spun yarns, and If that is the case, then you know what I always say, go with God, just, you know, you do you. But if you're interested in getting more consistency in your singles, I want to be sure that you set yourself up to practice that successfully. So here's a few things that you should probably gather together or do before you start practicing spinning for consistency. So the first thing that I really want to emphasize is that you need to be using the right fiber preparation for the draft that you're going to be practicing. So if you're going to be spinning a worsted yarn, you need to be working from a carded fiber. Commercially comb top is a fine place to start. You don't have to hand comb, Um, but you do want to be working with a combed prep. If you are practicing a woolen technique, then I'm going to recommend absolutely that you start with a carded prep so that you start with a bat or some roving or some 
hand-carded Rolex. Also, when you're um, practicing spinning for consistency, it's really important that you start off with a really cooperative fiber. So choose something that you've worked with before that isn't too slippery and that you know that you get along with okay. And finally, adjust your take up so that it's not yanking the fiber out of your hand. Set your tension by turning your tension all the way down until it's not taking up the yarn at all. And then while you're treadling, slowly turn up your tension until the take up is comfortable for you. But you never want to spin with the yarn. Um, You know, you never want to have to be fighting with the wheel for control over your yarn. It's not, that is not a good recipe for consistency. And finally, make sure that you're using the right whirl for the yarn that you want to spin. And I'm going to say quite a bit more about that in a little bit. So let's start by talking about sampling. It's always worth, I think, I'm a big, big advocate of sampling, and I think it's always worth setting aside a little bit of fiber to make some samples before you start spinning a given fiber in earnest. So say you have a beautiful bump of fiber, you're really eager to get started spinning it, Uh, I would suggest that you just take maybe about 25 grams of it, so not very much, and devote that fiber to sampling. And your sampling routine can be as simple or as elaborate as you choose. It might involve, uh, this is what my sampling usually involves. I try to systematically spin the fiber pretty much every way I can think of in order to determine which combination of drafting and preparation I like the best. But you don't have to go through all that. You can just uh, let yourself spin a little bit to get to know the fiber, notice how it feels in your hands, and then do a few plyback tests to choose the diameter and the amount of twists that feel right to you. So you can go about sampling in a really intuitive way And I don't care how you do it. I just think it's a good idea to do it. And if you're trying to spin consistently, sampling is actually kind of required because if your aim is the most consistent skein possible, you'll need to decide up front what diameter you're aiming for. And you'll need to set up your wheel to help you achieve that diameter easily. So you need to sample at least long enough to figure out what that is. Experiment with different diameters and different whirls, some people call them pulleys, until you find a combination that you like using plyback tests. Um, And if you don't know what a plyback test is, that's when you uh, spin a bit of yarn, let it wind all the way onto the bobbin, then loosen, uh, if you're using a, a Scotch tension wheel or an Irish tension wheel, loosen your tension a little bit. And then pull some of the yarn back off of the bobbin through the orifice, fold it in half, and then let it ply back on itself. And that will just um, let you see what the diameter of that singles would be if you were to ply it as a two-ply. And it'll give you some idea of how much twist you've got and how much ply twist you'll need. 
So you need to do a couple of plyback tests um, in order to do the next step that I'm going to recommend, which is when you've got a plyback sample that you like, get an index card or a shipping tag and do a couple of things. First, on the card, write down the whirl you're using and the the groove in that uh, whirl. So if you know the uh, ratios that correspond to the grooves in your whirl, you can just write down the ratio, but just make a note so that you know you can come back to that if you get interrupted or distracted or something. Um, and then wind samples of both your singles and your plyback test around the card so that you'll have them to refer to as you spin the rest of your singles. This is really, really important for big jobs. But even um, I find that when I am even spinning a four ounce bump of fiber, I can really lose track of my diameter, especially if I'm not spinning sort of my default diameter. So if I'm trying to go um, bulkier or finer than I usually spin most easily, I find I have to really check quite a few times in the course of spinning even that four ounces to make sure that I'm getting a consistent diameter. So once you've got your sample card ready and the rest of your fiber to hand, you're ready to start. So let's talk about what makes a consistent yarn. And a consistent singles really depends on doing two things as you spin. Drafting out the same amount of fiber with each draft and maintaining an even twist. If you're not drafting the same amount of fiber each time, even if your twist is perfectly consistent, your yarn will vary in diameter, right? Because in some places there's more fiber than others. That's, that's going to cause inconsistency. On the other hand, though, and this is something that a lot of people miss, even if you are drafting perfectly consistently, if your twist isn't the same throughout your singles, your diameter is going to vary. Um, areas with more twist will be thinner than areas with less. So you need to somehow achieve this combination of drafting the same amount of fiber and maintaining even twist. And how you do that depends on how you're drafting. So today I'm going to talk about two drafts, short forward draw for worsted yarns and supported long draw for woolen ones. And with each of those drafts, I'm going to talk about ways that you can um, make your finished yarn more consistent. So for a worsted yarn that you're spinning short forward draw, I want you to follow these steps. And the first one is really, really important. And it's easy to forget how to do that. Easy to forget to do this. And that is to check the staple length of your fiber to determine what your distance of draft should be. So take your fiber, um, and we're talking about a worsted yarn, so you're going to be working with a combed preparation. So just pull some fiber off the end of your top and have a little look at it and look at how long the fibers are. So in top, your fibers are all going to be roughly the same length. And 
generally, you want to draft out about half to three quarters of the staple length. And I really prefer to air more towards the end of half the staple length than three quarters. You definitely don't want to go over three quarters. Um, I, I like, you know, sort of 50 to 60% of the staple length as my distance of draft. And keeping that distance of draft consistent, that is to say, moving your hand forward that that same amount, whatever you've set as 50 to 60% of your staple length, keeping that distance of draft consistent will make a huge impact on your consistency all by itself, even if you don't do anything else that I'm going to talk about today. So the first thing is check your staple length and determine your distance of draft. Next, you want to make sure that you're bringing your forward hand back to the same point in your fiber supply. So you want to bring your forward hand. So you're, um, as you're doing a short forward draw, you're pulling forward, you're smoothing back with your thumb and forefinger. And, um, it's very important that you come back to the same point in your fiber supply with each draft. So that not only are you going forward the same amount, that's your distance of draft, but that you're also coming back the same amount. And I recommend that you aim for the apex of your drafting triangle. So that's right at the point where the fiber enters the twist and becomes yarn. So if you come back just to that apex of your drafting triangle every time, um, you will have the most consistent singles possible. If you go too far back into your fiber supply, your singles are going to become thicker. And if you don't come back far enough, they're going to become thinner. So that gives you some really important information about how you can adjust the diameter if you get kind of out of sync or if you sort of lose track and then you check your sample card and you see that you've been spinning too thick or too thin. The way to make that adjustment is um, if you want to get your yarn to get thicker, come further back into your fiber supply. If you want your yarn to get thinner, come less far back. And then once you get to the diameter that you want, um, then you want to come back just to that apex of your drafting triangle, that point where the fiber is turns into yarn, right? Where that point where it meets the twist. So, um, so the first thing is check your staple length and set your distance of draft. The second thing is come back to the same point in your fiber supply each time. So you're drafting forward and smoothing back the same distance each time. And also, you really want to remember that you are the boss of your fiber supply. This is something I say over and over again when I'm teaching. You are the boss of your fiber supply. Your fiber supply is not the boss of you. Do not let your fiber supply boss you around. So when you need to, just stop and rearrange it. And when you're trying to spin a worsted yarn, if your tone, if your top gets really... Um, kind of disarranged and the fibers are out of alignment, just take that piece and set it aside and use uh, a nicer, smoother piece of top. The sheep are growing more, as Beth Smith always says, 
They're growing more as we speak. You don't have to use every single tiny itsy bitsy bit of fiber. Just use, especially when you're practicing, just use fiber that is nicely arranged. Now, let's talk about twist. And this is where things get a little bit more complicated. So stay with me. The best way to make sure that you're adding the same amount of twist with each draft is by coordinating your drafting with your treadling. So you might, for example, excuse me, I just burped. That might have been too much information. Anyway, sorry. You might, for example, treadle once every time you draft forward. If you have a double treadle wheel, count only one of your feet as one treadle. So if, let's say that you're using a whirl with a ratio of six to one, what that means is that each time you push down with your right foot or with both feet, if you have a single treadle wheel, your drive wheel is going to rotate once and your flyer is going to rotate six times. That's what the six to one ratio means. So let's say, again, for the purpose of this example, that you're spinning a fiber with a three inch staple and you're drafting forward about an inch and a half each time. So that would mean that you would be putting in six twists for every inch and a half or four twists per inch. If you're coordinating your drafting to your treadling, and if you're drafting forward the same one and a half inches each time, then you can rest assured that you're spinning all your singles at the same twist per inch or TPI, which is in this case four. Okay, so so what if you're spinning a really fine singles and you want more twists per inch? You can maintain the same one treadle to one draft rhythm and just switch to a smaller whirl on your wheel. So change the whirl or the pulley or maybe go from the big groove to the little groove and see how you do. Um, if you want less twist, you're spinning a fatter yarn, then go to a larger groove or to a larger pulley. So when you're getting going and you're establishing your rhythm, it's important to do some plyback tests every, every so often, compare them with your reference card to make sure that you are where you want to be with respect to the amount of twist. And finally, when you're spinning a worsted yarn, you'll want to be sure that you stop and fix any thick or thin spots as you go. So for thin spots, you can just join a bit more fiber. For thicker spots, you can just untwist them a bit. Maggie Casey calls this the untwisty thing. So you just take your thumb and forefinger um, between the orifice and the thick spot that you want to fix and untwist the uh, singles so twist, twist the singles in the opposite of the direction that you're spinning. So it's likely that you're spinning clockwise. So just untwist a little bit with your thumb and forefinger counterclockwise. Um, that will loosen up the twist there and you then very carefully just draft out that slub until it's the diameter that you want it to be. So those are my tips for spinning a worsted yarn. 
and getting the most consistent singles that you can. You want to check your staple length and your distance of draft. You want to make sure that you come back to the same point in your fiber supply every time. You want to not let your fiber supply boss you around. And you want to coordinate your treadling with your drafting so that you can ensure that you're putting a consistent amount of twist into your singles throughout your spinning project. Okay, so let's talk about how this works for woolen yarns that you're spinning using a supported long draw. So the first thing that I'm going to suggest is that you are careful about bringing your drafting hand back to the same point each time. So what when I'm spinning a long draw yarn, I make sure that I draft back to about the point of my hip. Um, and the other advantage of making sure that you only draft back that far is that you're then sure that you're not twisting uh, your back with every draft, which can be quite exhausting and um, even painful for some of us. So just draft back to the point of your hip every time. Um, and then while you're drafting, count your treadles to ensure that you're adding the same amount of twist to each length of yarn, the length from your orifice to the point of your hip. And you might not need to count treadles all the way through, um, but do it long enough that you're, that you establish a rhythm. So, you know, again, uh, just as an example, say you treadle six times as you're drafting back, um, check your make apply back test, check that you're happy with the amount of twist, and then just make sure that every time you draft back, you treadle for six treadles and do that until you felt that you have established a rhythm and you're fairly consistent. I tend to be a counter. So um, I, it, some minor bit of OCD um, of mine, I like, I just usually count all the way through. Um, but you, I'm sure don't have to. Most people don't. So um, that both of those things will help a lot. So making sure that you're drafting back to the same point and counting your treadles to make sure that you're putting the same amount of twist in. Um, now, here's a really important thing about long draw. The way to get the most consistent yarn spinning long draw is to move your hand back, your drafting hand, to move it back at the same speed that the twist is traveling up the yarn. If you move your hand back faster, you're going to get thin spots. If you move it back more slowly than the twist is moving, you're going to get thick spots. So just um, first, when you're first starting this, you can actually see the twist as it comes up. Um, from the orifice towards your hand. So you can do this by watching. You can also just um, really tune into and sensitize your fingers to the little bit of vibration that starts in the singles as the twist gets close, closer to your fingers. And just having that sensitivity will actually, it'll help your spinning in a whole bunch of ways, but it's really, really useful when you're spinning long draw. Again, don't let your fiber supply boss you around. 
stop and rearrange it when you need to. And when you're spinning woolen, don't feel that you have to micromanage every little thick and thin spot. With a woolen yarn, you can address any variations in diameter in your singles when you are plying and then also when you're finishing your yarn. So with a, sorry, with a worsted yarn, you really need to get the ply exactly where you want it before you ply and finish the yarn. Sorry, you, you need to get the singles exactly where you want it before you ply and finish the yarn. With a woolen yarn, you've got another couple of shots at um, making your singles more consistent. You can do that um, through some little tricks when you're plying, which I'm going to talk about next week. Or you can also help consistency along quite a bit with a woolen yarn, but uh, in the way that you wash and finish it. So, um, so not everything is lost if your long draw is looking a little thick and thin. And it's likely that uh, it will because you just have less control over the amount of fiber that the twist is taking up um, than you do when you're spinning short forward draw and you're actually choosing the amount of fiber that is going into the twist. So speaking of uh, plying, I'm going to talk about plying for consistency in next week's show. So be sure to come back for that if consistency is something that you are striving for. And don't forget to download your cheat sheet on spinning consistent singles. You can find that at www.sheepspot.com slash podcast slash episode 10. Um, And thank you so much for listening. This has been really fun. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.